my balls. He came from my balls. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, Friday, January 10th. Welcome to The Drop. I'm Jay Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. I'm always proud to hear proud fathers. It's great. <laughs> we got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Ayo! Ayo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And last but not least, making the magic happen, it's JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Again, happy Friday, y'all. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at No Dunks Inc. You know we're on Facebook. Everybody knows that by now. Facebook.com slash No Dunks Inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. Email us your NBA questions and comments. Keep them coming to no dunks at theathletic.com. And finally, hey, you want some No Dunks merchandise? Go to nodunks.com and pick up your official No Dunks tee. Guys, we've also been in the lab cooking up that next t-shirt. Ooh, Ooh. nice. We've been in the lab. It's the same as our office, but... You know, we put out some different stuff. Got some Bunsen burners, a couple of beakers. Well, you used to be a scientist, didn't you, when you were a kid? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, when I was a kid, I was a scientist. <laughs> so, yes, right now, just one tea up there, but we got some more on the way. Um, on today's show, guys, we're going to discuss Joel Embiid's injury. We'll get into the latest all-star voting returns. Tass, you got some Worst of the Week nominees. Oh, some goodies. And we're going to fire the pun gun again, but first... Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. Yes, we're starting. Tweet of the night. Tweets of the night, I should say. Guys, as former Thunderguard Russell Westbrook was making his return to OKC last night, two other former Thunder players were busy going at it on Twitter. So let's just start the show with this right now. ESPN analyst Kendrick Perkins, he started it all off. He tweeted, in about 30 minutes, I'm going to give my opinion on a sports center on why I believe that Russell Westbrook is the best player to ever put on an Oklahoma City Thunder jersey. He is Mr. Thunder. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Giving himself a little plug there for his appearance coming up on Sports Center. Well, Celtics analyst Mark D'Amico offered his opinion on Westbrook's Thunder legacy before then Durant chimed in. So Perk responds to Mark. Well, Katie lost in the second round without Russ when I was there. So what that mean? Here comes. Okay, that's lame. Kevin Durant. That, that is the lamest part <laughs> of, right, of well, everything. Please, please sir, it. hold your judgment. That that's the worst part. Ooh, tweet court. Katie. <laughs> yeah, and our starting center at Kendrick Perkins averaged a whopping two and three during that series. You played hard though, champ. LOL. <laughs> Perk. Well, then there was some like uh, it seemed like it was maybe gonna die. There was like some <laughs> shaking of hands emojis or whatever. But then Perk, he leaned into it. Boy, stop. You did the weakest move in NBA history. Up on a team 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals and then go join them the following season. Heart of a champion right there. Oh, okay. Well, KD hit him with a yawning sloth gif. (laughs) And then, weak is starting at center playing real minutes with no production. Should have worked on your skills as much as I did. My goodness, it's not over yet. Perk, that's fine. You worked that hard and still had to go join a 73-9 and team. Truth be told, you don't even feel like a real champ. You have a hard time sleeping at night, huh? <gasps> Knowing that you took the coward way out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it got a little serious there as it <laughs> went a on. A little. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, uh, that's the gist of it right there. It was Katie and Perk going at it on Twitter. <laughs> People are loving it. Now, first off, I guess I have a couple of questions. Um... You know, was this just a straight-up troll job by both of them? They are friends. 
by all accounts. Hmm. It was Per. No, I don't. You don't think, think so. so? Okay. Now Perkins has been going at it with everybody. Yeah. He likes to go at it. KD actually went at it with fans the night before. Yes, he he yes. hit back to back jacks. He was, <laughs> he was, you know, he was calling out fans. Uh, listen, Kendrick Perkins can promo his appearance on SportsCenter. Great, but he he brought Kevin Durant his name into it. Yeah, he didn't. He, somebody asked him, as you said, Mark D'Amico asked him about Kevin Durant. He didn't have to reply at all, and then nothing of would have happened. Nothing would have happened. And that what he said initially was. He brought his name into it and said, we lost in the second round was when Russ was hurt and KD was there. What the heck does that mean? Did they win a series when Kevin Durant was hurt and Russell Westbrook was the lead guy? Absolutely not. No, they didn't. that didn't happen once. So, I mean, that makes no sense. And you're cherry-picking some random series. I mean, that means nothing. I think Kevin Durant knocked him out with, uh, hey, you averaged two and three that series. Okay, Come on, I was gonna <laughs> Come say, on dog. I was going to ask you, how do you score this? Yeah, who's the winner? Um, or did anyone tweet sort of below the belt? Are you <laughs> docking them? So, yeah, okay, we know where Tesla lies. What about you guys? I, I just think that after they did the shake of hands emoji, I thought, yeah, just some former teammates, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's done. But then Perk just seemed to be like, no, hang on a minute. I got something else I want to say here. But, of course, he picked the low-hanging fruit with Kevin Durant because yeah. that's there forever. Right. And Kevin Durant knows it, and that was the yawning sloth emoji. Kevin Durant's like, I hear this all the time, man. I get it. Yeah, that's right. Him joining Golden State has an effect on his legacy. Of course it does. But, but it, at but, the end of the day, he still won two yeah. titles, and he was two finals MVPs. And, and you know that it's best still, player it, it bugs KD still that people will never give him the credit that he feels he deserves for being a two-time champ, right, a two-time right. finals MVP. <laughs> but... You know Kendrick Perkins as well. He's uh, his career is is obviously over, and he's trying to uh, establish a second career. Yeah, he and is. He, and and this is we've seen a little bit of this from him in the past. He likes to get into it now. He's starting to take a grasp of social media. So uh, you know, K K Perk was yeah. he's never going. He's not <laughs> going to the Perk. hall. He's not going to the Hall of Fame. So uh, he's trying to make a bit of a name for himself. And but who know, do you have winning this battle on Twitter last night? Well. Yeah, it's a tough one because Kevin Durant had a, had another tweet. I don't know if you saw it or not. When someone sort of asked him, and he said, "We talk in hoops, not life." There's yeah. a difference. So you know, he was trying to again at the end of it say it wasn't anything too nasty. Um, I guess I'll go with uh, I'll go with Perkins. I'll give it to Perkins. Why You're not? Give the W to Perkins. Why not? Why not? I mean, yeah, Kendrick <laughs> Perkins. Like Russell is, Westbrook over here. Kendrick Perkins is trying to make a name for himself on Twitter, but you don't do it this way. What is it? it's, it's dirty to me. I'm with you, Tass, that uh, the worst part was when Perkins was like, yeah, but when I was your second best player, we lost. That's a massive <laughs> self-own. Not to mention that the one year that like Kevin Durant was actually hurt for the Thunder, they didn't even make the playoffs. I think, uh, I mean, I think that Perkins is ultimately right. Russell Westbrook is the Mr. Thunder. He was there for He's, the yeah, first for 11 sure. seasons of the Thunder existing, but Kevin Durant is also the best player who's ever worn a Thunder yes, jersey by right. a mile. Right. Uh, Kevin Durant, when he's responding to people on Twitter, he says, I'm handing out clout. And Kendrick Perkins likes to get that clout. So it was kind of the perfect storm for two guys that get into a beef. Kevin Durant had the time to respond, and Kendrick Perkins had the inclination to start things up. Yeah, and, and again, the facts are lame and wrong. Yeah, so Perkin, he, Perkins says, yeah, we lost in the second round when, when Russ was hurt. Well, they won the prior round when... Russ was hurt, and Kevin Durant won the series for them. Russ never won a series without Kevin Durant. And it's not f – nobody likes to go dissect and actually get to the facts on Twitter because we're not like no child – No one wants those. No one he? wants child Kirby <laughs> – child Trey Kirby science facts. Like, nobody wants real facts. <laughs> nobody cares. But the fact is, 
Kevin Durant was a better player, and he and Russell Westbrook can be Mr. Thunder. That's totally right, and he should go talk about it on SportsCenter. Good for him. Did anybody watch the SportsCenter hit? No. Did he even go on? I mean, I am going to assume Perkins is on the jump today. He is on the jump today. He is 100% on the jump. Yeah, well, there you go. Okay, so he's got lots to talk about. I like the idea of Kevin Durant just for years just stewing. Man. If Kendrick Perkins only would have been in the gym working on his jumper, we could have won a championship and in a OKC. finals <laughs> and a finals Crazy. in 2012. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it would have been Work nice. Work on your skills. Yeah. They right. didn't have to. He got played off the floor in 2012 because they had to go to Serge Ibaka as their number right. five. Right. Old K Perk. I mean, he, he won the ship. He's he's yeah. He is making his name in the media. He's yeah. doing well for himself. Maybe he's going to go to the Media Hall of Fame, Lee. <laughs> well, yeah, they hand out that uh, award, don't they? Kirk Gowdy? Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, Stark Mark Stein won it last year. Maybe Perk's got his eye on that. <laughs> Possibly. There's a Twitter wing. And <laughs> well, anyway, obviously NBA Twitter was having a blast with that last night and, and are continuing to. I know Wob's got the investigations open right now. I, th- I, think he, I thought he closed the case last night, but he's possibly uh, reopening it because <laughs> uh, he had some blowback. It really is. I mean, I think he's got like the poll up, like who won it. Um, it was, you know, when we were driving in here this morning, Trey and I, it was like, it was nearly 50-50. I think it was 51 KD, 49 Perk. Uh, so people are split. Yeah. People are split. How, but ma- how many of those people hate that's Kevin, Kevin Durant? Durant. Yeah. Yes, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Because, yeah, it's like he is playing – like Perk is going to old material here. And, and, and KD material, will never yeah. hear the end of it. Yeah. And may, Okay, that's just – it is what it is. But uh, but, he, but he also drove it home, though, I think, K Perk as well. Like he, he just didn't <laughs> – you know, he I mean, made sure that uh, this guy, this guy's, perk. This guy's championing for his guy over here. <laughs> I'm just saying, like he did, he didn't sort of subtly subtweet him or anything. He let him know, and he hammered him on that point. And 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 they call him a coward. Yeah, exactly. That's what the I mean. The weakest like, move in NBA history. Yeah. Um, that he, KD can't sleep at night. Yeah. Because he's a uh, basically a fake champ, is what Kate Perk is saying. I mean, whoo. That's what I mean. He went at him. He, he, he wanted uh, Durant to know exactly how he felt. So I'll give him that. He went in there swinging, K-Per. Yeah, I think he took too many tweets to get there. Yeah. Well, he should have swung harder right from the beginning. Yeah. And why didn't he pull out the line that, hey, in Boston, we never lost a playoff series with our starting five. I'm surprised he didn't yeah. use that, that's that material. No, that's coming yeah. up on the jump yeah. today. Don't, don't <laughs> we worry. All right, so let's hear you guys. Uh, let us know on Twitter, at NoDunksInc, hashtag NoDunks. Who won the uh, Twitter beef there last night? Was it Perkins or was it KD? All right, some uh, some news and notes from last night's games and the stories coming out of them. It was Westbrook's homecoming, um, but it was spoiled uh, in OKC. The Thunder destroyed the Rockets, 113-92. to It was cool, though, OKC showering uh, Mr. Thunder, Russell Westbrook, <laughs> uh, with appreciation before the game. That, that tribute video was incredible. I think it's the best one that's ever been made. Um, that was my tweet last night. No, I didn't get into it with anyone over that. It was incredible, though. Obviously, loud cheers when he was introduced. Um, that was a cool. That was a cool moment. I, I think we could all agree with that. And, and Westbrook then had a good game. He followed up with one of his better games, but just nobody else, especially James Harden on the Rockets, could give him any uh, help last night. I like the way the Thunder did it too before the game. So it wasn't like at an intermission or anything like that. Yeah. Um, the whole crowd got into it. Russ even got a, li- a little emotional himself. Uh, but the Thunder handled that the right way, I think. Give him, show him the respect, put up a beautiful tribute, then go and play the game. So no one was sort of... And then go beat their ass. Yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> right. I think, I think you know, if it comes on at the, after the first quarter when they were down 16, it may have a different feel to yeah, it, you know, true. in the crowd. So, uh, but yeah, the Thunder last night were, were fantastic. Chris Paul, again. I mean, the box score, 
looking at it, 18, 6, and 5, it's like, wow, he, that's not a huge line. But uh, it certainly felt like his impact and his control on the game was a, a, a lot more significant than that. Well, that opening intro, I guess it, it energized OKC as well because Chris Paul said the energy was amazing. It was our first nationally televised game, and Russ being back, the crowd is always great, but we knew that it was going to be a different energy tonight That in Eric Horn's article on The Athletic. I was surprised that Chris Paul, yeah, he was sitting with um, – Shea Gildas Alexander on the bench, and he was saying that to him, like, "We got, let's go. This is this is great." While the intro was going on, this this is great for us. I was surprised. This is their first nationally televised game. Hmm. Yeah, that caught me by surprise. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, dare I say this? Could OKC, the Oklahoma City Thunder, be cool? Is it possible? <laughs> they kind of looked. Uh, I would say in their city mm-hmm. edition jerseys, which are like black and gold or yeah. charcoal and gold, they're not the coolest jerseys, but they're cooler than the normal OKC jerseys. And so that's a yeah. step up, I would say. And I know OKC being cool. I don't know. I don't know. It felt it felt kind of like they're cool. <laughs> They've got a cool it's factor. Tough to elevated. say. They do have a gas station ad right there on Loves. their jersey. Yeah. Loves. Yeah. I'm seeing them in a wide shot. I'm not seeing them close up. But you're right. You're right. It just goes to show you that you shouldn't do video tributes for every single guy that comes around. This is the first video tribute in Thunder history, and it was awesome because it actually meant something. Yeah. They should have done. <laughs> for sure. Do you think do you think they do now maybe at some point for KD? At some point. When they sure retire his jersey. They, yeah. they definitely will down the line. Uh, they got to retire his jersey. But this one was awesome. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I, It was so well done. Yep. But OKC, yeah, they shot the lights out in the first quarter. They're up big. Um, they're their highest scoring opening quarter of the season. Gallinari, 23 points, 11 boards. Shea Gilders, Alexander, another 20. Uh, the highlight of the night probably was the Chris Paul nutmegging of Isaiah Hartenstein. Then he ended it with the beautiful little floater, and then he did the whole. Uh, <laughs> that was great. Sort of like, uh, I don't know, how do you describe it really? Like, oh, stop, stop it. it. Stop, stop it. it. Oh, stop. Yeah, we're killing them. It's over. It's over. Because uh, they were up big by that point. It was something like 26 points, and that was the game. But uh, yeah. And on the flip side, again, Westbrook, pretty solid game from him. Uh, James Harden, not for him. Wow, 17 points, 5 of 17 shooting. And uh, not much help, again, like I said, from anyone else. They shot something like 11 for 40 from three. I had, like, Austin Rivers missing wide-open layups. It was it was an ugly, ugly uh, rocket shooting night. But, you know, credit to the way the Thunder played. And you're right, Taz. They played with some energy right from the get-go there. 14 of 51 in the last two games is James Harden. And I think that kind of the Hawks game maybe threw him off for last night because it seemed like against the Hawks, Houston thought they had it won. And then the Hawks came back. They had to bring their starters back. And suddenly we have to play hard again in the second half. Uh, Harden just wasn't able to produce at all last night. I don't think it was Westbrook really taking them out of their game at all either. He just seemed like he was playing and he was fired up to be there. He was having a good time. Nobody else could just contribute uh, the ways that they're used to. That was a dominating performance on the glass from the Thunder, too. Yeah, they, They played with some more gusto. You're right. Maybe Magic City got to Harden here when he was in Atlanta. You know, you never know. No I, I, I don't have reports on that, but it gets the best of them out there. And uh, I know Harden likes to partake in those. Maybe he's just straight up tired. But I also think this may have cemented, possibly, Chris Paul's all-star selection over a potentially guy like Russell Westbrook. Even Westbrook mm. had a good game. It yeah. could be in the back of some voters' minds or coaches' minds when they are making their selection. Because it could come down to yeah. to a Westbrook Chris Paul and only one of them being able to make it as reserves. It's possible. I, I think Paul's in anyway. I think uh, yeah. for what he's done. And again, it's all about timing. You know, you kind of forget those first couple of weeks yeah, of the true. season. Uh, and lately, he's been like the talk of not just the Thunder of the, of the league in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know, he's played thirty eight games. Well, that's my only real concern about Chris Paul. We know 
he does have an injury history. I just uh, hope that he can get through this season playing at this high level because he tends to pick up hamstrings and strains and things like that that uh, knock him out for a couple of weeks. So hopefully he can maintain this level because the Thunder are, are playing really well. And Chris Paul is just... He, he like We talk about Dwight Howard rehabbing his image a lot. I think Chris Paul's very, very close to it as well. People love watching him again. They love him. He's... He had that little incident, of course, earlier in the season where he where he called the tech foul there on the uh, on the on the Timberwolves. Yeah, uh, but uh, other than that, I think Chris Paul. You know, people are like, yeah, he's we like him again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels like that it anyway. Does, it, he hasn't unfortunately, again. even I like yeah. him a little bit right now. <laughs> I wasn't quick to shoot down tasks saying, yeah, the Thunder actually might be cool. It's fun to watch Chris Paul. How dare you? <laughs> uh, the way that people are talking about OKC the last few weeks, though, you'd think that they're like a two or three seed. They're talking about OKC a ton as yeah, a great it's because start. they've been the best team in the league for a good what feels like a month now. But they had a slow start. You're right. But they're seventh in the yeah. in the West. Yeah. I, I just think the way that people are talking about them. Yeah. But but hey, it's it, it is a good story. They were a bubble team going in. Even the Mavericks were a bubble team going in, and people love you know talking about Luca for months on end. So yeah, hey, they deserve all the talk and. I'm looking forward to it, and hopefully he can play 82 games. That would really shut people up. That would be amazing if Chris Paul does that. Over in the Eastern Conference last night, the Sixers defeated the Celtics. Uh, Josh Richardson, 29 points. Ben Simmons chipping in 19. Philly won without Joel Embiid. 109-98. They were down big, stormed back. Um, Embiid is going to have surgery for a torn ligament in his finger today, and then he will be evaluated in one to two weeks. He's going to be reevaluated then, so that doesn't mean he's going to be back. It could be a while for Joel Embiid, but what did you think of the Sixers now taking their third game against the Celtics this season and, you know, deciding to go, you know, with Ben Simmons as a backup center for some minutes in this, but Al Horford getting the, you know, the start there and then at the center position and Mike Scott sort of sliding in there at the power forward. What do you think of the big Sixers last night? I thought uh, the, the key is actually that you mentioned earlier. They're 3-0 and against Boston this season. This is a team that I know Embiid didn't play. He said in the past, there's no rivalry. They always beat us. And this is a, a very impressive win. Probably their most impressive win because they were down big early. And the Celtics needed the win after the embarrassing loss the night before at home to San Antonio. And it just sort of felt like that was it. The Celtics are like... All right, we're going out there. We're playing harder, but then uh, then Philadelphia did respond, and it was interesting. Al Horford, again, solid, very solid player. This is the sort of guy that they hope to get. He hasn't had a great season in Philadelphia, but I think last night was one of his better performances. Well, he, yeah, because maybe without him being there, it, he does become more of a playmaker. Mm. The Al Horford playmaking uh, skills that he can show, instead of more of a just a spacer and just a shooter. When Embiid's working in there, I think. 100% that's true. I think that Al Horford was more empowered last night. Richardson clearly was more empowered, playing off the dribble one-on-one quite a bit. Tobias Harris, I thought, was really good in that sort of role, too. Embiid is an excellent player. He's a dominant inside force. But when that guy's on the court, he just goes from block to block, elbow to elbow, chasing the ball, saying, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. And that's the strategy for the Sixers, get him the ball because he's going to get to the line, he's going to score, something like that. When it's Simmons as the main guy and then everybody else has to do a little bit more, there's more equal opportunity, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, Horford has been good playing on the court with just Simmons, without Embiid there. It seems like he's just a little bit lost. The guy has wanted to play four for his entire career, but he has played five for basically his whole career. So he's trying to figure things out, too. He's also been, at worst, like a third option for the entirety of his career. Now he's sometimes a fifth option. It seems like he's just lost. Maybe I should swing it. Maybe I should do this. But there was just nobody waiting to see what Embiid was going to do. 
I don't know. There's got to be a way to to have the space there and the zip and the pace that everybody's playing with while Embiid is playing there too because he can play outside. He can play inside. He can play fast sometimes. You know, I mean, he doesn't have incredible endurance, but yeah. there's got to be a way to fit him because Simmons, when he has all that space, when he's bringing the ball up the court looking like a quarterback pointing out where this guy's supposed to run, where that guy's supposed to run, it is fun to watch. And he's a clutch defensive player. Well, I think that's what it is, is that there's more space out there without Embiid. And it would be the same if Ben Simmons was a, wasn't was out there for Joel Embiid, too. Joel Embiid has to get out the heck out of the way for Ben Simmons to be effective and sit out on the three-point line. And Ben Simmons can be good, and he is he is very good at that. But it's just they occupy the exact same space a lot of the time yeah. where, where they, you know, it's Ben Simmons is LeBron, Giannis in a way with, you know, without the jump shot. Like he has to get into the lane. And, and so, he had the little jump hook going last night. He was night awesome. Yeah, the dinkas and dumpas. Yeah. He was motivated. And um, he is great when he's the ball handler. It, it was definitely a case of less is more and guys stepping into another role. You know, I think it would be similar if Ben Simmons stepped down and and, and Joel Embiid was out there uh, to me. Um and they don't they they don't have the ball handling if you know if Ben Simmons sits down. Um, but yeah, guys, Horford, all these guys are great NBA players, and so they want to have bigger roles. Yeah. And so it's just it's been hard to find. That was the question coming into the season: if Al Horford's your fourth best player instead of being your third best player, or, you know, all those guys have to sort of get ticked down the ladder. It's it's been tough for them, and I still don't know how to feel about them. I. You know, they're going to go back to being okay. And they were terrible in the first quarter. And then they woke up. Uh, you know, I don't know. This team just yeah. is, it's difficult to figure them out. Yeah. And, like, we're not trying to overreact after a one Sixers win here without Embiid by any means. Because the numbers, you look at them generally over the last couple of years, when Embiid doesn't play, they get absolutely smoked. Except for the one they won 13 straight with no Embiid. Well, yeah. <laughs> but also remember the playoffs when they literally, anytime he was off the floor, they were getting hammered. It, That's the thing. They're you a need better him for team. the playoffs. Yeah. But, like, the Sixers were a top 10 offense last season. They had Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons on the court for most of the mm-hmm. time. They had Jimmy Butler, who could do something off the dribble. J.J. Redick, who's happy to be running around screens, shooting open threes. And Tobias Harris was obviously still there. So you can have a good offense with both of them on the court, but a guy like Josh Richardson has to just think, I'm shooting it every time I get the ball. If I have an open three, I'm shooting it every single time. If I'm Tobias Harris, I'm shooting it every single time I have an open three. I'm not pump faking and taking a 22-footer that's only worth two points. Let it fly. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Those two guys you just mentioned, Josh Richardson and Tobias Harris, like, wow, I get to touch it more. I get to be a bigger part of the offense. I'm going to have some fun out here. And I think Tobias Harris was sort of in that J.J. Redick role yesterday where he was playing the the dribble handoff game like J.J. Redick used to play with Joel Embiid. He was doing that with Al Horford last night. And, you know, they're good, so it's just they get into a better flow. I think that's the only problem with their offense that they can't get. They have the players, but they haven't been able to find that flow. Yeah, it's yeah. all about flow. We uh, saw some minutes there at the five spot from Norvell Pell. Oh yeah, yeah, we did. It looked great. Great name and uh, solid game. He had a really really nice game in this one. There was like three straight possessions where Cantor was trying to back him down on the post. He got got one foul and I think he blocked the next two yeah. shots. Pell versus Cantor. What a beef. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so good news for the Sixers, even though they lost Embiid, uh, Matisse Thybul returned from a nine-game absence uh, with the sprained right knee. So he's going to help defensively there because he was great earlier in the season. Celtics, this was a bad loss. It really was because you said they lost to the Spurs, Lee. They lost before that to the Wizards. So this mm-hmm. is their first three-game losing streak of the season. And uh, as I mentioned before, they've lost every game to the Sixers. Tim Bontemps, he had the tweet today. Over the, pa- the past two-plus games, Jalen Brown is 14 for 46. And Jason Tatum is 16 for 45 from the floor. I mean, it's going to be difficult to win games when two of your better players, especially offensively, 
can't hit a shot. How, about how many games time, have yeah. they struggled? They said two plus. Oh, two plus. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah Jalen Brown. Uh, <laughs> I've plus. noticed him a lot more than uh, Tatum. He just seems to have just hit a bad patch here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's been so good for them this season. So it sort of coincides with this little dip they're having. I think. Because this would have been a blowout probably if Marcus Smart isn't on fire from mm-hmm. three last night. Um, and uh, you know, Kemba was all right and then got injured, but came back. So yeah. Good win from the Sixers, uh, despite Noah Joel Embiid. All right. One last thing. Yeah. Uh, Horford was killing me down the stretch. He was uh, he got the ball a couple of times, kind of like in the extended low post, and it was like a pump fake party. The guy was just faking so many times, but his feet weren't going anywhere. It reminded me of Matt Austin playing basketball. The man loves the pump fake, bring it, ripping the ball back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then suddenly you just got to take a jump shot. I was like, hey, if it works for Al Horford, it's working for Matt Austin. Yeah, he, he had that bully ball bucket versus uh, Tice that one time. Oh, yeah. Horford did where he just like, all right, I'm going to put you in the net. Um, yeah, great game from him. All right, guys, LeBron James has surpassed Luka and Giannis to lead the NBA in the second fan returns of NBA All-Star voting. Otherwise, not much has changed. Uh, Anthony Davis and Kawhi continue to rank second and third, respectively, in the West front court. So they're with LeBron, Luka, and Harden. They're star in the backcourt still. Giannis, he has increased his lead as the top vote-getter among all Eastern Conference players, and he continues to be followed by second place Joel Embiid, which will be interesting now with the injury. If mm-hmm. it's uh, a little longer than one or two weeks, we'll see. Um, and third place, Pascal Siakam. They're in the East front court. Your guards, well, it's tight still, but Trey Young still in first place, East guards, followed by Kyrie. And then Kemba still trails Kyrie by less than 50,000 votes. I got to admit, I was wrong. Last time these fan returns came out, I said, by, the ti- by this time next week when we see them again, Kemba will definitely have passed <laughs> probably Kyrie and Trey Young. And he hasn't. What are the Beantown boys doing over there? <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, but, yeah, that's, so that's what it looks like right now. And he... Any surprises to you at all? Is it still the is the oddest one, the Kyrie one, having barely played? He's played 11 games. Yeah, I mean, he's got a big fan base, I guess. And, you know, he's uh, people love him. And Did you hear his quote No. when he asked about it? He says, this is Kyrie Irving. I think I've put in a lot of work in this league to be up there, whether I'm playing or not. And if you want to see an all-star game, I'd vote for myself as well. <laughs> all right. So guess that's who's voting for Kyrie. I guess that also means he's hopefully coming back pretty soon if he's making it sound like that. He's like, all right. I'd well, he also gave himself, what, a, a one-week deadline to yep. come back? But despite uh, the Nets doctors haven't even chimed in at all, he's like, I'm coming back in a week. So, I don't know. And Maybe he's just laying the groundwork to actually be an all-star. And five days ago, he came out for the first time in a month and a half, and he said, I, you know, I might have surgery be out for a long time. Things changed really quick with uh, Kyrie. <laughs> Otherwise, it's basically the exact same, and mm. we'll wait one more week. Uh, we're getting close to the starters being announced. Uh, probably like something like, uh, what is it, 10 days from now? Something like that. You know, seeing Trey Young in a starting guard spot and him being eight and thirty, I don't think it's going to jive with the coaches when they have, you know, when they Probably have right. to to vote, or or you know, the players as well when they have to vote. Oh, I don't think the players will care at all. Personally, I think they do. I think they vote him still one of the top two guards in the East. The players do. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think they vote him lower. I think they care about winning in general. But it's interesting. But he's got a few weeks. He's got a few weeks to jump up, and I think the Hawks are starting to find it. So I think they will jump up the standings. I uh, probably say that every week, but I think it's happening. I just think with the players, because Kyrie has been injured for so long, that gives Trey an advantage. Otherwise, I think the players definitely go with the more experienced guys. Yeah. Yeah, but I, you're right. I agree with you. They also, they generally they look and go. Damn, that guy, the kid's averaging 29 points mm. per game. Oh, he also is one of the leading assist guys per game, so he's not a ball hog. His team stinks. 
but he's awesome. Mm-hmm, I, so. I, I definitely think he gets the player. What vote. about Beal, though? Well, I mean, I, they're like they've been has, high on Beal before too. Players have in their yeah. vote. You're right. Mm-hmm. Similar sort of scenario. Yeah, the numbers are great. Yeah, Beal's hurt right now, so mm. that helps Trey's chances, in my opinion. But we'll see. I like. Hey, if I'm if I'm in an All Star game, if I'm looking at an All Star game like Kyrie Irving, I'd probably vote for Trey Young. <laughs> <laughs> fun guy to be. Yeah, be at the I All-Star mean, game. we saw Kemba Walker this week viciously run into a referee. Nearly started the malice at the garden, so I I don't personally want to see him in the All Star game. I think it would be distasteful He's and disrespectful unhinged. to the yeah. league. Yeah, can't trust him. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. So uh, anyway, we'll be keeping our eye, of course, on these fan returns. All right, let's get to worst of the week, ladies and gentlemen. The worst of the week. It's time for worst of the week. We got a couple runner ups and a winner. Cavs head coach John Beeline would probably be thrown in there, but we talked about him on Thursday's show, so we're not going to include him here. Okay. Second runner-up. It's not from the NBA at all, guys. It goes to the announcers from this high school basketball game. Let's take a listen to this, quote, touching moment. Well, and then there's one Maybe more, the, gone. There's yes, one more yes. gone, but not forgotten, and that's uh, our sweet days, or our sweet Lucy. Uh, at the age of 12, she was run over oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh like that? <laughs> so this, this one gentleman talking about his, his dead dog and the other gentleman sees a play happen. I think it's a it's a dunk or layup or something nice. It's a dunk. It's yeah. a dunk, okay. And, uh, and he gets pumped. Let's hear it one more time. Well, and then there's one Maybe more, the, gone. There's yes, one more yes. gone but not forgotten, and that's uh, our sweet days, or our sweet Lucy. Uh, at the age of 12, she was run over oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh, like that? Are we sure? He, I just want to clarify. I don't mean to get dark with it. We are sure he's talking about a dog, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> because, wow, when you Fair listen point. to it the first time, you're like, uh, 12-year-old points, Lucy. Geez. Yeah, okay. No, I, I believe guess, it is a dog. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, you know, those amateur sports moments, always great. It's got a, a little feel of, you know, boom goes the dynamite yeah, to it. Yeah, definitely. Because there's some stumbles there. It's kind of like us on the mic, you know? Uh, thanks to Ross Holman for tweeting that out. I have no idea where that took place in the world. Um, but it was fun. Uh, first runner-up is the Knicks' Bobby Portis. Monday night against the Lakers, Portis received a flagrant two foul and was ejected when he rocked the head of Kentavious Caldwell-Pope with his forearm. Casey was trying to score at the rim. Portis took a huge swipe at the ball, and he missed by a mile. Well, he missed the ball anyway. He got all head. The next night, after we thought he would be suspended for that incident, no, he came out and played. He missed a block attempt the next night and rocked the head of Utah's Boyan Bogdanovich. He received a flagrant one. Back-to-back nights, back-to-back head donks for him. (laughs) And again, shocked that he wasn't suspended for the first one because it was a wild attempt and he didn't get anywhere close to the basketball. Surprise. He just got fined. 25, yeah. 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 Okay. Um... What are you doing, Bobby? What are you doing, <laughs> Bobby? Maybe you stop uh, trying to block shots, Bobby, because you're nowhere close. Yeah. Don't you want to stay in the league, Bobby? <laughs> yeah, I saw a tweet from Stefan Bondi. Bondi on Bobby here. He was saying, I think uh, Bobby Portis' best, de- uh, best defense is that he's just terrible at defense. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, if you're going to get off with the fine, the very next night you probably shouldn't do the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. Tough one. But the worst of the week winner is Bulls head coach, Jim Boylan because of an inexplicable decision in a game against the Mavericks on Monday. While Chicago was on defense, Boylan's rookie Daniel Gafford turned his ankle and went down in a heap. 
with Gafford on the floor, the Mavs moved the ball and scored easily. Gafford continued to lay on the ground and hold his ankle after the basket. Then there was a bit of confusion as the ball went through the hoop. Mavs Luka Doncic grabbed it, handed it to the referee. The refs whistled a delay a game on Dallas. Offensive player can't grab the ball as it goes through the hoop. So Boylan's like, oh, there's a whistle. I'm, I'm going to put in my guy here for Gafford. Gafford limped over to the sideline, and another Chicago Bulls ready to come in. But that's not a stoppage in play. Coach can't make substitutions on a delay of game. So Gafford limped back onto the floor. The Bulls are now going to go on offense here and play four on five because Gafford can't play. He's gotten, There's no Gafford tape to tape him up. <laughs> Here's where Boylan can call a timeout because they got the ball or – Take a foul so he doesn't have to play four on five and then five on four the other way. Yep. But, nah, 40 seconds left in the half, he says, this kid can tough it out. We can play four on five basketball. Uh, luckily, there was one decent human in the building with an injured Gafford still on the floor. The Bulls took it out of bounds, started dribbling up the floor into their offensive set. Rick Carlisle, the Mavericks head coach, <laughs> the guy who would be advantaged by having an opposing player injured had one of his players take a foul. Out of pure decency. He's like, you're going to play with an injured guy, Boylan. And Gafford was subbed out. The the camera on the Mavs broadcast cut to Boylan because they're wondering what's going on here. And he was was signaling like he was in that amateur game that we were just talking about. You got to cut there. Cut there, man. Uh, Boylan wanted to be shorthanded. I would have loved to have seen it, actually. The Mavs get a stop and a score with Gafford not being able to play because then that would have probably got more publicity than this play actually got. Boylan gets worse of the week. I bet you uh, Vivek Ranadive was watching this going, oh, yeah, here we go, finally. <laughs> Let it play out. Let's see how it uh, unfolds here. Even wow. on a fairly quiet week, Boylan somehow managed to go in there and just grab that worst of the week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Winless in 2020 are the Bulls. Winless since I told you they're going to the playoffs. But they're still not out of it, guys. Uh, you got to have faith. Uh, after the game, Rick Carlisle said the Bulls are one of the hardest-playing teams in the <laughs> league. Nobody goes to bat for an embattled coach like Rick Carlisle. If there's any coach who's on the hot seat, Rick Carlisle is going to tell you how good that coach really is, even if they're not calling timeouts to save their own players. I love Jeff, Jeff Skin Wade on the broadcast as part of the Mavs team. They tried to explain it, tried to understand what the heck was going on, why they weren't calling a timeout, <laughs> and after it all... Skin's like, I'm not exactly sure what I just saw. What the <laughs> was that? It's just odd that a guy would play with an injured guy. <laughs> Tough Good it stuff. up, says Boylan. <laughs> yeah. You already clocked in. Come on, let's get to work. All right, Jim Boylan taking worst of the week honors. Good one. JD, let's fire that pun gun. It's pun gun time. <laughs> Earlier this week... We rolled out a fun new episode called The Trade Deadline Court, where the Honorable Judge Mellis heard Trey Kirby and Lee Ellis plead their cases on how teams should handle the upcoming trade deadline. I highly recommend you check it out. In the meantime, with legal matters on the dome, let's hear some NBA law puns like... (laughs) Ben Summons. Ben Summons. How about the Honorable Judge Mark Ito? Oh, that's good. I like that. What about uh, J.L. Goodridge? Nice. Uh, Michael Sapina. That's an NBA writer pun, but I don't care. (laughs) All right. Uh, How about Sue Bird? Oh, wow, good. Tim Bontemps of Court. (laughs) Uh, Affidavit Robinson. I rest, I rest my Dwayne Casey. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Uh, 
Plea Ellis. <laughs> tort. Any good tort puns out there? How about Tass's buddies Dave and Ryan's sentence? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, John B. F- you got to pay a John B. fine. Mm. Uh, mm. Like Corti Maggetti? Yeah. Easy. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm not going to overthink it. Daniel Gaffold. Andrew Powdered Wiggins. <laughs> Patrick McClaw. Uh, <laughs> Nate Duncan and Danny LaRue. They were lawyers. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pun gun back. Wow, we thought it was gone forever. Nah, but no, we just yeah, uh, never die. we're going to mix it up sometimes. The nickname game, sometimes pun gun. Yeah, Maybe we'll throw something else now. Yeah, yeah, why never not? Know. You never know. Got to get creative here in 2020. All right, let's get to Pick'em Results from Thursday night presented by Cash App. This segment is brought to you by Cash App, the number one finance app in the App Store. Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends like paying up when you lose a bet that Kendrick Perkins would win the first Twitter war of 2020. (laughs) Wait, that actually did happen. Hmm, wild. But Cash App does way more than that. Cash App is also the easiest way to try and grow your money with their new investing feature. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you instantly invest as little or as much as you want. This way you can still own a piece of any stock with just $1. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. We are also excited to be working with Cash App to support one of our favorite organizations, the ACLU. When you sign up for Cash App and use the promo code NODUNKS, one word, not only will you receive 10 bucks, but Cash App will also donate 10 bucks to the ACLU. The ACLU's mission remains realizing the promise of the Bill of Rights for All and expanding the reach of its guarantees. Beyond one person, party or side, the ACLU's goal is to create a more perfect union. Don't forget promo code NODUNKS, one word, when you download Cash App from the App Store, Google Play Store today. Thursday night's results. Uh-oh, time to high-five, everyone. Pass Send it, it around. <laughs> That's right. We all had OKC <laughs> versus the Rockets. Houston was favored by two and a half. That actually surprised us a little bit with the way the Thunder had been playing. So we all took OKC plus the points. Hit the money line, baby. Everybody picks up the win. Lily on fire still. Woo, he's scorching hot. Five and one. You're one game behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty hot. Yeah, me and Trey are four and two. And Tass has... Fought his way back to 500 here. So everybody uh, looking pretty good here in January. What's tonight's game? We got a barn barner. The Lakers <laughs> visiting the Mavericks. Mavericks are uh, one and a half point favorites over the LA Lakers. It's kind of odd because the Lakers are on fire. They've won six in a row. While Dallas has been struggling recently, mm. they lost four of six. They're two and two on their six game homestand. No Anthony Davis, lower back bruise, no Porzingis. He's getting that PRP for his uh, right knee. He'll be out at least a couple more games. The fourth game between these two teams. Yeah, fourth game already between these two. Yeah. January 10th. They, they had a real bomb burner on a Friday night in Dallas, too. That so, was the overtime game. Yeah. 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 Too bad. They've played three pretty fun games so far. Yeah. yeah. Lakers are 2-1, and one, and here's number four at 945 Eastern on ESPN. <laughs> love the flex scheduling. Love the creative time. Yeah, they got rid of the Warriors <laughs> game on ESPN Smart. for this game. Okay, so, Lee, I mean, again, you're on fire, man. Where are you going? What's your gut say? Yeah, uh, Lakers. I think they can uh, – I just feel better about them right now. Uh, even though Anthony Davis is – I don't know if he's officially out, is he, tonight? I know they – because he travelled with the team originally. Yeah, questionable, right. yeah, technically. Yeah, so. I, I'm guessing he's sitting. I'm, I'm, I would think I'm so. making this pick assuming Davis is not playing. But uh, I think the Lakers 
they know they're in for a battle against Dallas, so they're gonna they're gonna be bringing it. And uh, even without Davis, they've got two pretty good bigs, so I think they can compensate. Yeah, I think I'm gonna be with. Lee on this one. LeBron, I think, is also considered probable. He's got an illness just like a lot of people in the NBA. <laughs> but Lakers are rolling. Give me the Lakers. I'm swerving on you guys this time. Well, I don't know what Tass is doing, but uh, I'm going to go Mavs. I'm going to take the Mavericks at home. The one and a half. Seems like a weird line to me. Makes me do. It makes me think, yeah, that maybe LBJ does miss this because of a flu and stuff like that. That flu is like, you're right, ravaged the NBA. And like guys that get it, like miss like three or four games too. It's I kind of wonder if it's all our fault. You know, we had Sarah Kustak here. Maybe we got her sick and then she passed it along to all of the various huh. arenas that she's been in since. It's possible. Okay, so I got the Mavs task. We're patient got? zero. Yeah. Oof. I think the Mavs bounce back after that heartbreaker against Nikola Jokic. No real big. I don't, if uh, Anthony Davis doesn't play, to pound down low. Although they have Dwight and Javale. I'll take the Mavs. Right. Take him, I'll take him. All right, Tass and I got the Mavs, favored by one and a half. We got uh, Lily and Trey taking the Lakers. Okay, we're almost done here on a Friday, but before we go, some rapid fire fun. Oh, yeah. Toronto Raptors swingman Rondé Hollis-Jefferson recently went up the CN Tower in Toronto and attempted to walk out to the glass floor, which is over 1,100 feet above the ground. However, RHJ is afraid of heights, and he freaked out and could only manage to crawl out on the glass on his ass. Tell me about the last time something freaked you out, Tassie. Well, I just got in the car uh, with Danielle recently, my significant other. Uh, she was driving. We're backing out of our driveway. We get onto the road, and she... <gasps> She gasps. Anytime someone gasps in the car, I freak out. Uh-huh. I'm worried at least that I ran over an animal or yeah. something to that effect. Ran over Lucy, you know, who the heck knows? <laughs> uh, but she had just backed out over our lawn, and she gets freaked out because she knows I'm going to be pissed because she drove over my lawn. Now I got to reseed and do that again. And people drive on my lawn all the time because it's uh, an angled driveway. Yeah, no one's ready for it. Yeah. God, no one knows how to drive. And she got it that day. No, I was like, can you stop gasping in the car, please? All the gaspers out there, relax. Uh, JD. Uh, it was Monday morning, actually. I uh, went into the restroom for my morning constitutional. Um, <laughs> finished up. Stood up. Wow. I'm bleeding out of my butt. Oh. No. Beets the night before. It gets me every time. Mm. I love beets. Always eat too much of them, but uh, it's pretty scary that yeah. next morning. I've been there, man. I've been Ooh. there. Love beets there. Trey. Over the summer, there was a bunch of owls around our property uh, near the apartments. Uh, one day, there were, I saw an owl sitting out by the dumpster, so I'm like, oh, we got to go look at this owl. Took the girls down, and it's really cool to see an owl. We were like maybe 15 feet away, but it's also like... Why are you seeing an owl during the day? And if it decided to pick up a child... It could. It could. I'm not fighting an owl. I'm just going to try and catch that kid whenever it drops. Oh, but man, uh, uh, like owls, you just shouldn't see them. Yeah. I want to yeah. know they're out there. Yeah. I want to hear the hoo-hoo. But I don't want to see them looking at me with their yeah. slow eyes. They are scary. Yeah, they are freaking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they go, can go 360 with the head, basically. <laughs> oh, right. yeah. Do not like. Yeah. Have, has anybody been up uh, the CN Tower? Have you walked on the glass? Mm-mm. Oh, yeah. I've been up there, but I haven't walked down on the glass. Oh, really? I don't think so. Oh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. It is. It is fun. Mm, it's very it's, fun. It's uh, scary, too. Especially, yeah, if you didn't like heights. 
Maybe don't go up to see and tell her. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what you're going to be doing up there. Okay, I'm just curious. After an altercation with Pacers TJ Warren on Wednesday night, Jimmy Butler posted a picture on Instagram and circled the date when the teams will next meet up. In the caption, Jimmy added TJ with the words, Don't be mad you can't guard me. We will see you about in March. What is the date you have circled on your calendar for this year and why? Tass. Well, my good friend Ryan Setz, one of the best bowlers in Canada. If there was a bowling all-star game, I'd love to see him in that game. <laughs> and he still goes old school with the one-hander, none of this new two-hander bowl. Get out of here, yeah. Um, he's getting married later this year, so excited for that. JD. Uh, May 3rd, uh, Lynn manuels Ma- uh, masterwork comes back to Atlanta. I'm seeing Hamilton. Hey, oh. got, I got seasons tickets at the Fox, and I was able to upgrade my tickets, so I'm front row balcony. Wow, pumped! Wow. Nice, nice. Trey, April fourth, four four twenty twenty. It's the start of sea ball season. <laughs> the Bros are coming down from Chicago. They're gonna think it's warm, even if it's not warm. We're getting in that pool for show. Set your calendars. <laughs> Set your calendars? Mark yeah. your calendars. Yeah. <laughs> Set them. I can't believe uh, neither of you, Trey or JD, didn't pick February 12th. Yeah, I was on the list. CBS season 40 premiere of Survivor <laughs> winner. <laughs> hey, bro, you're not in rapid fire this week. Hey, right? I just, just wanted to talk out, Survivor, man. man. <laughs> We're all in a Bachelor bracket. Anybody paying attention to The Bachelor? Yeah, yeah. I watched it. A little bit. It's long. It was a three-hour episode. Yeah, it was like, oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's on Hulu the next day, I realized. So I actually sat and watched it live. Hey. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm just going to wait the oh, day, yeah. and I'm going to watch it on Hulu. Commercial-free. Yeah, that's That's better. what you got to do. Pro tip. Our final rapid-fire question comes from email Orion. I will always remember Ray Allen's shot in Game 6 against the Spurs as I was at a house party with friends watching the game and right as Allen was about to shoot, my stupid ex-girlfriend Krista shut off the TV and hid the remote as a prank. For some reason, I couldn't find the on button for the TV and by the time I found it, the game was pretty much over. I now suffer from PTSD when watching big sports moments. Don't ever be a Krista. So... My question is to you, when have you been significantly interrupted in the situation and what was the result? Tass. Well, myself and a couple of buddies, we just turned 21. Very excited for this trip. We were living in Canada at the time. We took a Greyhound bus, crossed the border to get into the U.S. where we were going to catch a flight from Buffalo to Vegas, gamble our faces off. (laughs) But we got to the U.S. border. Some people had to get off the bus for some extra screening, and my friends were both selected. Uh, slowly, those being questioned were coming back one by one, including one of my friends. But my other bud was taken so long that the Greyhound bus said they had to go. We stayed with our friend at the border. It was very likely being held because of his skin color. Highly, highly likely because nothing on his criminal record. Although my other friend, who was released, did have a small criminal a criminal record with something <laughs> minor on it. Anyway, eventually our friend came out. The bus was gone. We took public transit, trying to save some dollars here in Buffalo to get to the airport. Not the most fun public transit experience. (laughs) Uh, We eventually got to Las Vegas, where the guy who was held back for a long time at the border lost his shirt. Not a good trip for him. (laughs) What a horrible trip. That was terrible. (laughs) JD. Uh, It was June 8th, I think, 2006. Dallas Mavericks had just beaten the Miami Heat 90-80 to in in game one of the finals. We were doing a podcast over Skype when my wife came upstairs, interrupted the show to inform me she was bleeding badly. She was six months pregnant, 
we stopped the show. I think it's the only time we've ever done that. Huh. You guys remember that? I sort of remember this now that you say I'd like, it. But... I was like, barely. You, we were in mid-show, and yeah. I just said, I have to go. Yeah. And then hung up, and we left. And uh, anyway, the result is, was that she had placenta previa, uh, which is where the placenta lies low in the uterus and partially or completely covers the cervix, which in her case completely covered, covered it. Uh, she ended up being hospitalized for the rest of her pregnancy. Yeah, I know that. She was injected with steroids to expedite the baby's lung development. After eight weeks in the hospital, she started bleeding again, ended up with an emergency C-section, nearly died, needed three bags of blood, and that's how we Lincoln Doyle came into the world. <laughs> what a story. It's crazy. Wow. Try a lot better story than me. <laughs> I haven't taken a dump in private in three years. <laughs> Once my kids started being able to walk, they can open doors. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy, you don't can walk. I go to the bathroom? I'm going to the bathroom. Okay. I gotta go. Me too. You can try the other one. Okay. All right. See you tomorrow. Same time. 8.30. How do you lock it? I love my kids. I, I love them. I actually asked. Can't miss a moment. I mean, same for me. I actually I ask Danielle these questions quite often. I get the rapid fire questions. I throw them at Danielle. You have an answer for me? Because you know, she's she's good at coming up with an answer. She's like, oh yeah, when uh, Zoe comes in and interrupts your poop, and she has a poop, and you. Yep. Yep. And you got to wipe at the same time. Hard, hard, really hard life. <laughs> That's rapid fire. That's another hopefully classic edition of the drop. You tell us. Let us know on Twitter at no dunks inc. hashtag no dunks. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for joining us all week long. Keep your eyes on the no dunks podcast feed for maybe a little bonus episode this weekend. Make sure you're subscribed up so you get it automatically. Don't forget to rate and review No Dunks on Apple Podcasts. Five stars only, baby. Shout out to all the reviewers out there leaving us five stars. We got some of our favorites or recent ones up on our Instagram account right now in the story. So check that out. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and No Dunks Inc. Keep the emails coming. No Dunks at theathletic.com. Tass, have fun up in Canada. Thanks. With the bros this weekend. Say hi to everybody. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And remember, five star, five star, five star. Embrace the weekend, people. You could stay.